Welcome to the Transformed Maternity and Birth Podcast with me, Trista, your host. I am a mother, a wife, a doula, and women's health advocate. I am here to dive deep with you into pregnancy, birth, postpartum, women's health, and all things around being a mom. I'm passionate about educating women on their options, empowering you to love and know your body and getting to the root of the issues that we tend to put band-aids over. I cannot wait to get started with you. Let's do it. Hi friends. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. This is the Transformed Maternity and Birth Podcast, episode 45. Holy moly. So this is a second part of our three-part series of labor stages. So why am I talking about labor stages? Why is this important? In my opinion, when you know what's happening to your body, in your body, for your body, in labor, it's going to allow you to work with your fears and to generate ideas and action plans for how you're going to navigate labor. Last week, we talked about the early stages of labor, so I encourage you, if you have not heard that one, to pause this episode and jump back to episode 45 and listen to that and meet me back here. If you've already listened to that one, stay here and let's dive into active labor. So active labor, I call the movement and going internal phase because movement is extremely important when you're in labor and going internal is how we're going to get through it. So I'm going to dive in and we're going to talk about what's happening in your body. Why, what's happening? What is going on inside your uterus, inside your brain? What's happening in all these (laughs) different parts of our body to help our baby get out? What's happening in active labor? So typically this happens around six to 10 centimeters. Although as we know, our cervix is not a crystal ball, right? So we can't have our cervix checked and say, Oh, you're going to have a baby tomorrow, or you're going to have a baby in two hours. It doesn't really tell us how long you're going to be in labor or anything like that. It does tell us though, if your contractions are strong enough to change your cervix. So that is telling us something, but it's not going to tell us how long you're going to be in labor. So one of the questions that I get asked from my doula clients and my birth class couples is how will I actually know that I'm in labor? How will I know that this is the real thing? And here's my answer. If your contractions are becoming longer if they're getting stronger and they're becoming closer together, that is a sign that your body is in labor. If you are noticing that things are getting more intense, that maybe they were lasting 30 seconds and now they're lasting 45 seconds and you're starting to have to breathe through them, or maybe you don't want to walk or talk through them. This is a sign to me that your body is actually in labor and trying to progress to get this baby out into the world. As your body continues to progress and get further and deeper into active labor, your baby is continuing to work with your body to get further down into your pelvis. Baby could still be high up in your pelvis. And in my birth class, I work on specific ways to teach you how to get your baby to descend. The next thing is oxytocin. So oxytocin, your body's natural hormone that causes contractions. In the hospital, they use pitocin often to help your contractions become stronger. It's the synthetic form of oxytocin. 
So it's super important to help your body continue to produce this amazing hormone oxytocin, this hormone that's going to cause contractions, right? So contractions causes dilation and thinning of your cervix so that your baby can come down and out. So we want to help this oxytocin continue to increase so that your labor can start to progress and become more and more effective. So there's lots of things that we can do to increase your oxytocin, which are things that I go over in my birth class. However, Basically, anything that's going to help you feel loved and safe is going to produce this hormone, which is also called the love hormone. So you can guess things that are going to help. Cuddling, making out, whatever your love language is, that's something that also can help. Here are some signs that active labor actually has started. You have a lengthy pause after a contraction ends. Sometimes you are having a conversation in between contractions with your partner about dinner. What do you want for dinner? Right. And you say, hold on, I'm having a contraction. You actually have to pause and breathe through this contraction. And then when that contraction's over, they're still waiting for your answer and you have no idea what they're talking about. Or you're like, wait, what, what were we talking about? And you have to be reminded that's a sign that active labor is probably happening. When you completely forget what you were just talking about, you can't jump into that next conversation. There's a pause between it and maybe you are actually losing your appetite. You're not really hungry anymore. Um, you start to go deeper internally. So Typically, your eyes are going to be closed a lot more often. You may be having to breathe and do all sorts of coping mechanisms that are naturally occurring. You start to make sounds sometimes when you're in active labor. There is something I call early active and then late active, and that's something that we go in way more depth in class, but um, they're just, it's different phases, right? As you can imagine, early active is more like soft and gentle breathing and things like that where you can kind of talk and walk but you don't want to and then late active is more of I can't not focus like I have to focus on these or I won't be able to get through it kind of thing and then the last thing is getting irritable or overstimulated when you're getting asked questions so here's the deal when you are trying to focus on relaxing your body through a contraction and somebody is asking you questions. For instance, when you get to the hospital and they have to admit you and they're asking you all of these questions, a series of questions that are probably either can wait or they already have the information on if you pre-registered already, what are you allergic to? What medications are you on? Things like that. So I want you to get curious and think of ways that you can combat this. What are ways that you can allow yourself to get deeper and deeper and deeper into these waves and not have to get overstimulated or distracted by answering questions that could wait or that somebody else can answer for you. Okay. So the next thing is partners and active labor. So again, I hate to be a broken record, but so many of these things are way easier to show you in person or way to, easier to teach you when you can actually see me and I can walk through these steps with you. But for the sake of a podcast and this time, and I will just kind of list these off. So partners in active labor, how can your partner help you through active labor? So they can encourage movement. They can do counter pressure. Counter pressure is like the double hip squeeze, the sacrum press, the knee press, the shoulder press, things that are going to counter the discomfort encouraging sounds, especially if you are afraid or nervous or you feel 
scared to make sounds in labor, allowing your partner to know this about you so that they can encourage those sounds when they can hear you starting to make them and maybe trying to quiet your voice or you're not making them at all, but it's going to help you a ton to get through that next wave. And so by mirroring that for you, they can definitely encourage you to be louder and use your voice to help you. The next thing is noticing what your rhythm is, encouraging fluids and notifying your birth team. Some of the physical comfort measures, again, way easier to show you in person are hand and foot massages, the hip squeeze. So there's the double hip squeeze, the single hip squeeze. You can do a hip squeeze with the doula or another birth team member, the lap sit or dangle, the knee press. This knee press is really amazing when you're sitting on the toilet. So basically you have You put their kneecaps in your palms and you push straight back. So you're realigning their femur into their hip socket. And that's going to relieve a lot of sacrum pressure. The shoulder press. So a grounding touch, slow dancing, light touch massage, jiggling, things like that. So those are things that can help get through active labor. Now, in class we go a lot more in depth of partners roles and how we can communicate and things like that. The other thing I'll touch on is the embodiment. So when we can trust our body and understand how to work with our body, how to listen to our body, how to go deeper and deeper into our body and letting our brain kind of start to take a back seat, our logical thinking. When we know how to do that, it's going to decrease labor discomfort is going to increase your pleasure sensations and it's going to allow you to drop deeper and deeper and deeper into labor land which is going to help baby come out faster and it's going to just make it an overall more enjoyable experience for you so those are some things that i suggest practicing and trying especially if you feel dissociated from your body if you feel not safe in your body if you feel like your body's a stranger this is something i highly encourage you to explore inside of yourself so if you're in active labor and you have these waves that are getting more and more intense you're going to understand how to work with them how to allow them to be there how to allow them to help you because when we fight those feelings when we feel the intense contractions coming up and we start to fight them we're tensing up our whole body now what do you think is going to happen or not happen if your body is super super tight and your baby keeps trying to come down through your your pelvic floor in order for your baby to come down and descend into your pelvis needs to be relaxed and open so one of the things that is my favorite tool is a toilet sitting on the toilet is also called the dilation station for a good reason. So, so many of my moms that I've worked with either have a really hard time relaxing their pelvic floor or labor is just not progressing for some reason. We don't know why. So we go sit on the toilet and contractions start to increase. There is more progress happening. So that's something I highly suggest everyone try. And also you need to go to the bathroom every few hours to release your bladder. Because if your bladder is full, it's going to make it harder for your baby to come down because it's just going to keep bouncing off of your heavy, full bladder. (laughs) So that is active labor in a nutshell. If you can screenshot this and share it on your Instagram and tag me at Trista Birdzelt, I would greatly appreciate it. It will help get the word out, help more people will be able to hear this information and educate themselves. And then also if you can rate and review on Spotify and Apple podcasts so we can get into more 
ears so that we can inspire and educate more and more people and hopefully change the world, hopefully change this birth world to have empowered choices, help you feel inspired and confident in your birth. Yeah, I would love to hear any feedback you have for me and I hope you have a wonderful day. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we talk about transition, which is typically the most intense part of labor. When I ask people, imagining the worst, not the worst part, but the most intense part of labor and how you're going to get through that transition is what comes up for most people. So this is going to be a really helpful episode as well. So make sure you dive in and tune into that one and I'll see you on the other side. See you next week. That I get asked is, how will I know that I'm actually in labor? And here's my answer. You will know that you are really in labor when your contractions are becoming longer, stronger, and closer together. Those are the three things I want you to remember. Sometimes we hear advice like, watch out for the 411 rule. Your contractions are four minutes apart, lasting a minute, and they are have been they've been doing that for an hour. Or um, they're five minutes apart, lasting a minute, and they have been like that for an hour. Those are other key signs that you may hear other um, medical professionals or your provider talk to you about and have you watch out for. However, it can be different for so many people. So I want you to really pay attention to the way that you're feeling internally and not necessarily pay attention to the length of your contractions. Because as a doula, I've seen lots of parents as a doula, I've seen lots of clients of mine have babies and never once did their contractions last more than 45 seconds. So sometimes this is happening. Sometimes this happens and our bodies are unique. You are a unique individual. So pay attention to the longer, stronger, closer together. And I think that's going to help you. Um, that's going to help you understand. That's going to help you. That's going to help your partner be able to tell if you are actually in labor, that's going to be able to, that's going to help you. That's going to help you identify if you are in fact in labor and definitely let your team know if you are noticing that your contractions are getting closer together, they're getting more intense and they're lasting a longer time. So those three things is the things I want you to remember. Thank you so much for being here. It really means so much to have you here. Thanks for listening all the way through to the end. I wanted to give a quick reminder that this podcast episode and past and future episodes should not be used for medical diagnosis or treatment, that you should still consult with your midwife, your medical provider, OBGYN, for all your medical needs, all your medical questions. Thank you so much again for being here, and I can't wait to have you here the next episode. Thank you so much for being here. It really means so much to have you here. Thanks for listening all the way through to the end. I wanted to give a quick reminder that this podcast episode and past and future episodes should not be used for medical diagnosis or treatment, that you should still consult with your midwife, your medical provider, OBGYN, for all your medical needs, all your medical questions. Thank you so much again for being here, and I can't wait to have you here the next episode.